All right, welcome to another edition of Bat Pace Breakdown. I'm your host, Antoine Staley. You can always find me at Antoine Staley on all the social media platforms. And with me today, I have a special guest, somebody I see all the time, uh, obviously covering the Jets. Uh, that is Wozak from the AP, covering the Jets, too, beat writer. Uh, how long have you been in, uh, covering the Jets now? Man, it's, uh, it's, well, people say in, like, Jet years, it's, like, 45 years, but it's been uh... – <laughs> and since 2005, I was a backup. 2006, I took over. So I guess it's like my 18th year. <laughs> it seems like forever, though. Yeah, and you've seen a lot of different things too. So yeah, just talk about. Uh, I guess we'll start with you know going into the season, all the hype and expectation. Just you know, have you ever seen a season like that since you've been covering the Jets? No, and I think that's that's what made this so unique and different. I think in 2008 there was some you know, part of that because Brett Favre came in and it's like, oh, you know, here's this, you know, this superstar, one of the best quarterbacks in the league and league history comes in and that happened late in training camp. So the buildup wasn't as much. I mean, this was, I mean, you know, we were writing stuff about Aaron Rodgers for months, you know, so yes. there was so much buildup and so much just, you know, hype and expectations and from the fans, from the media, from the organization. And um, yeah, man, I, I don't think I had ever seen it. And, and really, it was even playing out up until he got hurt. I mean, the way he came out, cold in the flag, you know, the, the lights in the stadium, it was different. I, I hadn't seen anything like that at the stadium. And yeah, it's just uh, so you, you could understand why so many people are just bummed i think jeff fans are still like mourning in a way now because there was so much expected and so much hope that's what he represented for this organization and for the fan base yeah i think we talk about the like the five stages of grief like i think probably the (laughs) jets are probably like it number two right now like because yeah it's gonna take you know probably the entire season to you know to go through all the five stages and really like i say first it was i think it was the now and then now, you know, you're on to probably the second or third stage at this point. Yeah. And and what will help that is winning, right? Like, obviously, if they win, it kind of separates that a little bit from that a little bit. But when you go out and go to Dallas and lose the way you did, it just kind of hammers that home where it's like, what if? What if Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback? What if he was running the offense? What like? So I think that's the problem that the Jets will have moving forward no matter what. It's like even if they make the playoffs and win a game, there will still be that element of, man, what if? What if Aaron Rodgers, could we have gone to the Super Bowl this year, you know, if we went this far with this team uh, without him? So I think that's that's part of it. And, uh, yeah, it's just – but you win and – the doubts kind of subside a little bit. That morning period, you kind of move forward. So, yeah, I mean, you watch the game on Sunday on TV. Uh, obviously, you, when you watch it on TV, because I come home and watch it too, and then you get like a different type of perspective than being at the stadium. Just kind of what did you see on Sunday, and then what did you think worked and what didn't work for the Jets? Because not a lot <laughs> did work. <laughs> right, right. I was going to say not a lot work. We, we do with the AP, we do an analysis thing where you have uh, – a general thing, what worked, what didn't, that kind of thing. It's like what worked, like there wasn't much in that game. Um, and and I think that was kind of the issue where the defense wasn't 
the defense you were expecting to see, especially after what uh, they were able to do against Buffalo. And then the offense just struggled. They couldn't do much. There was, cons- I mean, it, you're playing Dallas and Robert Sala said on Monday, you know, Hey, you know, they're the best pass rush in the league. And there's something to that. I mean, it, it's like the perfect storm where you've got a guy making his first start back an offense that's still kind of feeling its way an offensive line that's still trying to figure out like who's doing what um, and trying to figure out how to work together. And then you play a defense like that. So, I mean, it it just, that, that wasn't, that wasn't good. It wasn't a good formula for success on, on, on any level. Um, I, I think there are little things that they need to take from that and, and kind of move forward. And Look, the offensive line has struggled so much, right? And and they're going to go up against the New England Patriots defense. That's tough too. Where are the extra blockers? You know, you got to have Jeremy Ruckert's got to play more. I mean, it, it sounds crazy to say after you know he wasn't even really thought about last year, but he's an excellent blocker. That's where you got to kind of try to swing him out, try to help Dwayne Brown if Dwayne Brown is struggling. I think there are so many question marks right now, and that's part of the issue. And I, I think you saw some glimpses with Zach Wilson just kind of making a couple of throws, but I think you need him to be able to step up. And I think that's why so many people are still down on Zach Wilson, because when you get into a situation like you did with Dallas, you need that quarterback to be able to like lift these guys up a little bit. And that's the thing you're waiting for to click. And I, I just don't know if that's going to happen. And I, I think that's really the biggest question mark with the franchise right now. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, you know, before I get to the offensive line, which was much maligned, we talked about it like throughout the summer, probably ad nauseum for a lot of different people. But uh, yeah, I mean, I would talk about Zach because I think it was kind of really a tale of two halves. I think the first half he played probably as well as he could. Like he played a solid, you know, first half. It wasn't a great or incredible but he didn't turn the ball over i feel like he was using his legs to make good decisions and then it, it kind of led to that late field goal and then the second half it, it seems like to me and then you've been covering zach longer than i have once a mistake starts to happens it starts to just everything starts to unravel so just talk about what you saw from him on sunday yeah and i think that's exactly right because they're they're down by a bunch and he's trying to make some things happen like you said and and that's where I think he's an excellent athlete. I think there's part of that. I don't know that they're really allowing that part of it to come out because they're trying to, to have him hone in on the basic workings of being a quarterback, you know, and and running a team, running an offense. And so you kind of have to work in the system, but I'm not, I I don't, he's different, you know? And I, I think, he could do some things if you just kind of let them loose and they're being conservative. I mean, look again, Dallas, they couldn't run and they couldn't get the run game. I know Brees Hall was, you know, complaining about the four uh, carries, but like, I mean, they couldn't do anything running wise. So now he's got to start passing Zach Wilson. And I mean, it, up until that second half late in the game, when he threw those two bad picks, you know, I think he showed some promise. I mean, some of the throws he made were good. But again, I think he's going to be a victim of of just the comparison to Rodgers, you know, like could this offense have done, you know, and I I don't know. When you look at the offense now, it it just it's amazing, right, how like just one guy 
granted it's one of the best players to play the game is taken away how much that affects the view of the entire offense and the offensive line, even the wide receivers, other than Garrett Wilson. It's like, well, who else is anybody getting open? You know, it's just, it's kind of a, a thing here. I, I, I think if Zach Wilson can make some plays and have people really believe that he can make this offense work. I mean, that's a big ask right there, but like, then maybe there's confidence all around. But that, again, we'll get to it. The offensive line is just, you know, Aaron Rodgers, here's the thing, Antoine, if if Aaron Rodgers had been behind that offensive line with that pass rush and, and Micah Parsons running all over, I, I mean, maybe he gets the ball out a little quicker, but is anybody open? You know, yeah, just, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I feel like they also have a bit of a receiver, part. not Garrett, obviously, but – I feel like, you know, when Corey left, I feel like that kind of left a little bit of a void. And then they're not using McCole Hartman. They're hardly ever Right, right. So Where is he? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't understand. You make this free agent signing, but, yeah, you're not really using And you talked about how you got to use him a little bit more as a receiver and things like that, and then he's nowhere to be found. And yeah. then he's not really on special teams either. So it's kind of like, you know, why is this guy there if you're not going to use him? Right, and I, I think – He's the, the perfect example of what they could be doing a little differently now, now that Zach is that quarterback and have a guy who can, you know, he just hears a short path, boom, and he takes it, you know, and it goes, we saw it in training camp, you know, just taking a few, a few passes, uh, you know, short passes and turning them into gains. I think that's what they, they need right now. They need a guy who even some of the, the running backs coming out of the backfield, like I know you've got, you know, Brees and Dalvin Cook and Michael Carter. Well, you know, maybe it's time to see what Izzy can do too coming out of the backfield as long as he's healthy. It just, you know, short passes, uh, pass rushes coming, boom, just dump it off and see what these guys can do and move the chains. And it just, I think that's what you kind of have to tailor it to now because you don't have Aaron Rodgers. So you're not going to have the guy who boom, boom, out, you know, just, and Alan Lazard's down the field with Corey Davis. You know, like you said, isn't there anymore. So, yeah, but just try something different here. Let's let's see Hardman. Maybe make Jason Brownlee active this exactly. week. Body down, down, you know, downfield. So we'll see. I think there's some things they can do, but they need to do them. Yeah, exactly. And try them like fast too. And yeah, we talked about the offensive line. Just Dwayne Brown obviously had a uh, rough go against Dallas, Oof. which I mean, against Parsons. I mean, I think a lot <laughs> of people would, but I think yeah. you kind of see it was coming to fruition throughout training. Like he rarely practiced. He really didn't, you know, he was out for the side, like being on the PUP list and he's still working his way into form. So just how much do you think that's playing a role in just kind of things that have happened early on this year? Yeah, I, I think it's definitely playing a role. It just, it, it seems clear and it's like the worst fears, you know, that, Hey, these guys, remember we were talking to Aaron Rodgers probably a few weeks before the season. And he was saying, Hey, we just need to get the five. And then once we have those five, we know who they are. We'll get going. And <clears throat> I think Dwayne Brown is he's 38. He's coming off of shoulder surgery. Um, he, like you said, he didn't practice all training camp really. Um, and, and then you have Makai playing a position he had never played until, you know, preseason of this year. You've got a center who's struggling a little bit right now. You've got a left guard who's struggling. I mean, even AVT even had some struggles on Sunday. So, I mean, it's just 
I don't know that this offensive line was ready. And I think again, I, like I, he keep it, you know, keep bringing it back to Rogers, but I think Rogers was going to be able to hide some of the warts, you know, if you will, of, of like some of the shortcomings of the offense, some of the, the, the offensive line struggles that because he has that quick release and because he's so smart and experienced. Now you put a Zach Wilson behind that line. That's still trying to find its way. And it just, it's a recipe for trouble. And uh, yeah, with Dwayne Brown in particular, it's like, all right, like, you know, we know what he's done and we know that they, they feel so, you know, they think very highly of him for what he was able to do last year, but can he produce? And I think that's a big question now that you really have to start asking yourself because that the left tackle spot is important, especially, you know, when you have a kid back there now, that's, that's fighting for his, his life, you know, for his playing career now. Yeah. And things are not going to get easier with, you know, the Patriots coming to town and then the Chiefs after that and the Broncos have a solid defense and then the Eagles. So it's not going to, none of this is getting easier too, and then even I think a lot of people looked at the schedule down the line too, and like, oh, it'll get easier. But some of the other teams are playing. The Browns are playing pretty good defense. The Falcons are two and zero. So yeah, it's it's not going to get much easier for Zach Wilson and the Jets too, as well as going down. The line. Right, and and the thing was that hey, all right, this is a tough stretch, especially before leading in, up to the bye week. But at least they have Aaron Rodgers. You know, like he's seen these defenses. That he knows kind of what to do, and it'll be tough, but. You know, now you don't have him. So now it makes that task even tougher for sure. Yeah, I want to ask you about the defense too, because we could talk about the offense a lot forever. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the defense, a lot of people thought it would, you know, be a top five defense. And it still might, but I think, you know, Sunday was just you no, know, not up to par for them. And, you know, they're relying on playing really good defense, especially now you have Zach Wilson, which you have to play like that lights out and for them to have a chance to just kind of what you saw there. And it seems like they kind of just wore down because they, I mean, they, they're on the field for 87 plays. Like that's yeah. a ton. Yeah. And it's, it's sort of what we saw a lot last season, right? How they were okay early on. And then, you know, they just started struggling late in games and they, they couldn't stop teams because they were so gassed. Although in this game against Dallas, they couldn't stop Dak from completing passes, he, thir- 13 straight passes that yeah. opened the game. That was surprising. Um, and I, I think all of a sudden there were questions like, oh, is, is Sauce, is, is he a little overhyped? No, I think he had a, a, a good game. I think he I did. Too. Um, I think some of the other things, like I, I just, like where's the pass rush consistency? I mean, you, you're, you're not playing Will McDonald. You know, for some other guys, Carl Lawson is in there. I just, you know, whenever it doesn't work, those kind of questions start to come up. And it's like, okay, you drafted a kid 14th overall or 15th, 14th, I think. And you got to have, you got to have him in there, you know, and and like it is a numbers game, but you want to see him rolling, you know, especially after the camp that he had in the preseason. So, and Jermaine Johnson, like they have numbers, but against Dallas, it wasn't, that effective and then stopping stopping what what Dallas was rolling out there. So you need to see a big time uh, bounce back against New England and Mac Jones and just to harass him in, in the in the backfield. There they they need to just kind of refocus those questions and and they kind of brought that on themselves right when they were comparing saying that they could be great they could be if everything works. 
the 85 bears. And that made a lot of headlines, obviously. Of course it did. Yes. Uh, you, you, you know, you say that it's, it's good, but, and, and the point was that they had the talent, they have the talent to do that sort of thing. But right now you got to question that because there are, there were, you know, there are weaknesses right now that they need to, sh- I mean, against Buffalo, they, they were good, like bounce back to that. And, um, and then you might see, but they, even, even then they, they allowed some plays. They did too. And Josh Allen had a lot of unforced errors, I think. Right. Just, and I think that they didn't necessarily bail that out, but I think that contributed to them winning that game. Otherwise, sure. I think if he turns the ball over three times instead of four, you know, the buff the Jets might be 0-2 right now. And then we have yeah. another different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. uh yeah, I, I want to get to just kind of what you know, the Patriot game a little bit because I feel like we're a bit, even though they are one and one, it's kind of they're a bit of a crossroads to a extent sure. because you got you got KC coming up. And we talked about the Eagles as well before the bye week. So, what do you need to see in order for them to get this win? Because obviously the Patriots have had their number, in particular Zach Wilson's number uh, throughout his career too. Yeah, and and it's funny because when you looked at the schedule, you knew it would be tough no matter who the quarterback was and, and what the situation, but you looked at the new England game as saying like, Hey, you know, that's the game that they should win, even though they haven't beaten the Patriots in 14 straight games. So like that would be something that they would have to, uh, you know, go against what recent history. Um, I, I think they can, but that's the thing. I, this it's, it's tough to call a week three game a must win, but I think just for like, the fan base is mental, you know, for the players confidence moving forward. Like you get this win and, and um, um, who, who was it? one of the, the players yesterday, he said, you know, Hey, uh, Oh, it was Solomon Thomas. He was yeah. saying, Hey, you know, we win, we, you know, we're, we're one and oh in the division one and one and one in the league. We win, we're two and oh in the division. That's big, you know, because all of a sudden, okay, they're two and one, they've got two wins in the division already. And even if they struggle against Kansas City, um, against Philly coming up, like, you know, those are games that, okay, but at least they have those two wins in the division moving forward. So I think this is a crucial game. Um, You got to see the offense produce a little more. I mean, it sounds obvious, but you want to see some signs where you're like, okay, things are clicking for Zach, you can see things are clicking. The line is protecting a little better. And let's see the run game do some things, you know, yeah. like let's not abandon the run so early. And, you know, Brees Hall had a point, you know, just kind of, yeah, that defense is tremendous, but, you know, they're not doing much with the passing game. Like, let's see. Dalvin Cook, I mean, so far, you know, maybe he's still working back because he was signed so late in camp. Yeah. I mean, coming off the, the shoulder uh, surgery. I, I just you got to see some positives with the offense in particular, and then the defense. But yeah, man, this this game is big because all of us will be writing if they lose this game. Like, oh man, he, here we go again. Yeah, we're we're back to where we were a year ago. And also, I feel like even if Rogers was playing, like I think if a lot of people thought if they got the three and three at the bye week, they'd be in decent shape. Yeah, you, know, you go. We're talking like you lose this, you're talking probably two and four, one and five. And then, you know, I know Robert Sala kind of talked about, you know, it isn't really the end, but you lose this, then it's a right. whole, yes, yeah, you know, like you said, the fan base is already going nuts now. And now all of a sudden, 
they, they really are going nuts. It's losing the 15th yeah. straight to New England. Right. And and then not only are people aiming at Zach Wilson and the offensive line, but even more so at Robert Sala and Joe Douglas for not like yeah. addressing the line better or um, in, you know, Nathaniel Hackett, what did, what's he doing with the offense? He was supposed to come in here and kind of shake things up and make it smooth with or without Aaron Rodgers. So yeah, you lose this, there'll be a lot of people taking, you know, being targeted with uh, criticism for sure. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely for sure. You're not wrong there. But yeah, Dennis, man, thank you for joining me, man. I appreciate it, man. I, obviously, I'll see you <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah, too. Uh, you got it. You got week. it. Uh, yeah, this is another episode of Bat Praise Breakdown. Again, you can find me, Antoine Staley, across the board, too. They join me for another episode on Thursday, too, as well. All right, thank y'all.